Hey everyone, it's Beth McCord with your Enneagram Coach, the podcast, where we're going to help you to understand yourself with astonishing clarity so that you can break free from self-condemnation, fear, and shame by knowing and experiencing the unconditional love, forgiveness, and freedom in Christ. And we do that in a lot of ways on our website, yourenneagramcoach.com. The first place is to go take our free assessment that will guide you in finding your main type. But another place to find your main type is Discovering You, our online course, where I help you to understand what the Enneagram is, how to use it, and an overview of all nine types so that you can land and confirm your main type. Now, once you've found your main type, you want to get Exploring You. And Exploring You is a great online coaching course where I break down your personality into bite-sized lessons so that you can learn, stretch, and grow without being overwhelmed. Now, once you've gone through that coaching course, for those of you that are in relationships, I have a course called Becoming Us. There are 45 courses because there are 45 couple type combinations. I have a course for each and every one. I show you where you guys struggle and why, but I also show you a path of growth and hope so that you guys can become your best selves together. And for those of you that want to be a certified Enneagram coach, we have a coaching course for you called Become an Enneagram Coach Course. Now, for those of you that are here today, we're uh, diving into type eight, the basics on type eight. Now, type eights are called the protective challengers. And when we're looking at any of the types, the first thing we want to focus in on is the core motivations, because the Enneagram is all about why you think, feel, and behave in particular ways, the motivations behind the why. Well, here is where in the core motivations, there are four things that we really want to focus in on. There's the core fear, what you're always running away from and trying to prevent. You have a core desire, what you're always trying to obtain. Then you have a core weakness. And this is where it's your Achilles heel, the thorn in your side, where you're tripping up all the time and where you're weak. But because you're weak, he is strong and his grace is sufficient for you. But we also have a core longing. This is the message our heart longs to hear. And we try to get it from things on earth, right? People, careers, you name it, but they cannot satisfy. Only Christ can satisfy our core longing. I'm going to show you how that is for type eights. Now, the core fear of the eight is being weak, powerless, harmed, controlled, vulnerable, manipulated, and at the mercy of injustice. They desire to protect themselves and those in their tight inner circle. Now for them, their core weakness is lust or excess. And what this means is the eights have this constant desire to have intensity, passion, control, and power. And they're going to really kind of insert and push themselves through life to get what they want. So I like to help people to see type eights more clearly and to see them as big diesel snowplows. Now, a lot of you out there have maybe heard people call them bulldozer or a bull in a china shop. No, they are big diesel snowplows. Now, if you're from the South or you don't have much snow, just try to picture yourself watching the news with people in the Midwest or the North, and they have a foot of snow on the ground. You can't just get a Ford pickup truck with a little shovel on the front to push that stuff aside. You need those big, massive diesel snowplows. You know what I'm talking about, right? 
These trucks are so amazing because they move massive amount of snow out of the way so that we can drive more safely. And eights have that ability. They are tenacious. They're go-getters. They get things done. They are fast and they are furious, but they're also intentional and they're caring and generous. And so when eights are, they have a task to do, they will go for it with passion and zeal. Now, here's the thing though. A snowplow is great when everyone's behind them. But if the snowplow doesn't recognize who's around them, and there's a car on the side of the road and it nicks it, that's not going to feel too good for the car, right? Now, a lot of times eights are so focused and dialed in on getting things done that sometimes they'll nick people on the side of the road and they're like, hey, you just nicked me. And the eight's like, why are you on the road? I'm plowing a path. (laughs) And so eights are really surprised why people are feeling hurt or whatever, because they're just, they're just trying to plow the path. Uh, Maybe it's best for you to just get out of the way. Now that's an eight who's just unaware and they're focusing solely on getting things done. Now a healthy eight is someone that sees the people around them on the road in front and on the side and lets them know, Hey, I'm here to plow a path, get behind me and I will take care of this for you. But unfortunately, if an eight is unhealthy, then they can take their plow and actually plow over people. But what an eight longs to hear is you will not be betrayed. And no one can satisfy that perfectly, except for Jesus Christ. And that is exactly what he has done. See, Christ was the most betrayed. I mean, not only was he betrayed, even at the age of two, when they were trying to kill him, He knew that he was going to be betrayed by the very people he was spending all his time with in ministry. In fact, at the Last Supper, Christ knew exactly what was about to unfold right after that, how they would all leave and betray him. But instead of getting angry with them, having vengeance or ignoring them or telling them what he felt, he bent down and washed their feet, each of them. And I think that's such a remarkable thing, how he became vulnerable, how he gave love, extended generosity and grace to each of them. I think that's such a great picture. Christ really understands what it's like to be betrayed and how to be vulnerable, even though they know that's going to take place. We are all weak, but eights, he is strong, protective, and he accomplished what he set out to accomplish. It is finished. And he will neither blindside you, manipulate you, or betray you. You can be vulnerable with him. Now, to understand eights is to realize that eights are very decisive and assertive. They are great leaders that can get things done. They love to seek justice on the behalf of others and to protect others. And they are the type of people, what you see is what you get. They are the most authentic on the Enneagram. Now, They also are very reserved in the sense of vulnerability. They might be at times transparent with what they feel comfortable telling you, but it's going to be really hard for them to be vulnerable. See, eights have some of the most tender hearts on the Enneagram, but just like if you have an arm with a third degree burn, you're not just going to let other people bump into that. You're going to shield it. You're going to take care of it. Well, their heart is like that. It's so sensitive that they put kind of a strong exterior on the outside. 
And there's only a few people that see that tender uh, side to them and that vulnerable side. And so usually what people experience is this kind of um, tough, maybe at times abrasive, say it like it is um, type of person. But when a type eight surrenders to Christ, knowing that Christ will never betray them or forsake them and has them, it allows them to open up their heart in new ways, full of vulnerability and compassion and strength that truly protects others. And it gives them the leadership that they were created to have and to plow the path for others. Now, the focus of attention for AIDS is that AIDS focus on taking control so that they can protect themselves and others from being manipulated, harmed, or controlled. And so you'll find them being very self-reliant, asserting themselves, and making sure that they are invincible in any situation. But just like all of us, AIDS have their good days and their not so good days when they're healthy, average or autopilot or unhealthy. And we talk about this as understanding the levels of alignment with the gospel here at your Enneagram coach. See, when we're healthy, we are aligned with the truth of the gospel and we know, believe and trust in who we are in Christ, which is his beloved child. And this, when we're filled up in this way and our mind is set on Christ, what overflows from us is really beautiful things. And for the type eight, when they're aligned with the truth of the gospel, they are using their intensity and power to plow a path for others who cannot plow it for themselves. And then they know and they trust that Christ will protect them and keep them safe. And therefore, they don't have to be as big and tough and strong and abrasive towards others. They can bring in their tenderness their vulnerabilities more so others can feel that gentle side that they really have. And then what they're going to do is they're going to rest on the fact that Christ is with them, giving them power and strength. And they also realize that being vulnerable and being tender is not a sign of weakness, but actually a sign of strength. We'll be back after a quick break. Moms, it's here. Registration is open for Enneagram for Moms cohort. Yes, from May 6th to May 13th, you can grab your spot to be in one of the cohorts with moms of the same Enneagram type, plus with a certified Enneagram coach leading the way. Wouldn't that be the most amazing thing to be with like-minded moms who really understand what it's like to be on your journey as a mom from your type? Yes, it will feel so validating, reassuring, affirming, encouraging. You don't have to mom alone anymore. Go to yourenneagramcoach.com forward slash cohorts to grab your spot today because there's only 25 spots available for each cohort. Now we have a cohort for all nine types in the daytime and one in the evening. But when the spots are filled up, they're gone. So grab your spot today at yourenneagramcoach.com forward slash cohorts. The groups start the week of June 10th and go until the week of July 29th. There are 90-minute sessions, and there's eight of them. Plus, you'll get a free Facebook group community where you can continue the conversation with one another. Join today. But like all of us, we can start to wander in our mind and our heart 
from who we really are, his most beloved child, into thinking we have to do some stuff in our own strength. You know, this is a place in our heart where we're just not even mindful of what's going on. It's like we're an autopilot. And this is when we're misaligned with the truth of the gospel. And for eights, this is when they start to really use their intensity, strength, and confrontational style to get people to do what they want. And also to make sure that they are not harmed or those that they love are not harmed. And they can be very challenging and intimidating to others. Now, a lot of times eights don't even realize that they're intimidating. Some people will reflect that back to them like, whoa, you're really intimidating. Like, wait, what? Me? (laughs) They don't even realize the kind of the power and the intensity that they bring in any circumstance. But Eights that are also in this misaligned state can refuse to back down if they're confronted. They will go toe-to-toe and really get into it. And so this can discourage others and frustrate others in that relationship dynamic. But eights can also at this place start to disregard other people's feelings and not really even think too much about other people's feelings, and they become extremely blunt and straightforward. They also might have very little patience for those that are either slower in what they do, slower in their mindset, because they have stuff to get done. And they don't want to just sit around waiting for others. They want everyone to go at the same intensity and pace that they are. But when an eight is really struggling and out of alignment with the truth of the gospel, they can start to believe they're an orphan all alone in life. But when they are in Christ, no matter where we are at the levels of alignment, we are secure in him. But it's at this place we've forgotten. And so eights, as they live as if they're an orphan, can really focus in on protecting themselves from anyone that they feel is a threat to them. They assume that everyone has an agenda to hurt or control them, and they're just always ready to protect them and to Um, have vengeance on those that might harm them, especially also those that they love and they're trying to protect. And so it's like here where you're going to see eights really planning out um, how to have control to protect themselves, to make sure that they are not harmed or hurt. And they can actually become vengeful at this uh, less healthy place where they might plow over people intentionally to make sure that they won't harm them, that they will take these things into control for themselves. But what I want you to see is that we are still the same person with the same core motivations, whether we're healthy, average, or unhealthy. And the way for us to get back up to the healthy is to recognize that we are dependent on Christ for all things. And when we surrender and depend on him, and we believe, trust, and know that we are his, we can allow our hearts to rest, ask him to move in and through us, and he will bring us up the levels of alignment as we walk in faith with him. Now, the type eights have wings, just like all the types. And the wings are the two numbers on either side of your main type. And for type eight, the wings are seven and nine. Now think of yourself, type eights, as a filet mignon. You're going to cook this thing perfectly. Well, think of your seven wing and your nine wing as salt and pepper that can draw out even better attributes in yourself by bringing and enhancing flavors or attributes that you can use. So when you're healthy, you're going to bring out the best in your type by using some high qualities in seven and nine. Now, when you aren't doing so well, you can over season or under season and that doesn't work very well, right? 
So what does it look like when you are an eight using your seven wing more? Well, these two are very dynamic personality types. It's called the Maverick. They are very productive, highly confident, aggressive, and assertive. See, the eights want power control and autonomy, whereas the sevens want experiences, possessions, and freedoms. So the Maverick treats everyone the same, whether at work or home, and they insist that others are direct, quick, and assertive. See, they have a lot of energy, tenacity, perseverance, and confidence. They are the most direct, intense, and demanding of all the subtypes. And when they are struggling, they can focus more on gaining power and control, and they can become impatient, demanding, and impulsive. But the eight with the seven wing can move mountains. They are confident, they are assertive, they see what needs to happen, and they make it happen. And they, when they're healthy, they definitely do this on the behalf of others. And it is so inspiring. It is relieving for those that can't do it themselves. They don't have the same strength or skill set. Aids know which people need to be in the right position on the bus, just kind of intuitively, and they make things happen. Now the eight with a nine wing is very different. See, the eight and the nine are very much different, right? The nine wants peace and harmony and the eights like uh, confrontational intimacy. (laughs) So very different uh, two types, but the two of them together bring an amazing balance. See, the eights bring this assertiveness, this power, this strength, but the nine brings a sense of peace and calm, serenity, serene atmosphere. So you have here a person who is not only passionate, intense, but also compassion tender and has softness and tenderness within them. And so they're less overtly aggressive and they will hold back their power and their intensity until it is absolutely needed. So you're going to find this subtype, which is called the bear to be much more steadier and patient than the maverick, which is the eight with a seven wing. They're going to lead others by being calmly supportive and protective of those that they're over. And when they're struggling, their aggressiveness, control, and demands will be more subdued. They're going to be more patient. They're going to also be able to see what others' needs are, to have compassion on others, to be more receptive than demanding. And so this can be a really powerful leader who has a sense of calm, but will definitely stand in the gap and get things done when needed. Now let's talk about the Enneagram paths. This is another part of the Enneagram that helps us to know when we're moving towards stress or we're growing. See, eights have two lines, one connected to two and one connected to five. You can move to the healthy, average, and unhealthy qualities of both of these numbers. But just for this podcast, we're going to kind of do Enneagram 101 in the Enneagram paths and just talk about stress and growth. When a type eight is under stress, they're going to move towards the type five and take on some of the average to the unhealthy aspects of that type five. See, this is where the type eights withdraw, become more secretive and isolative and kind of observe the situation from afar. See, they're going to detach their emotions and gain more knowledge so that they're no longer on the defense, but can come out and be on the offense. So they use their mind 
and they're going to become less physically assertive and action oriented because they're pulling back, they're gaining knowledge, they're gaining resources because they actually don't really trust people and can become very cynical and harsh. And so for them, moving towards that five space, they are leaning on their intellect to gain knowledge, to not be on the defense, but to be on the offense. Now, when an eight is growing, though, they're going to move towards the two, and they're going to take on some of the healthy aspects of two. See, this is when the eight plows a path on the behalf of others. See, they know who's ahead of them, who's around them, and they see what their needs are. And they're so thoughtful and caring and say, hey, I see your needs. Get behind me. I've got this for you. They're able to open up to others and to reveal their more vulnerable side and their ability to have empathy and compassion really excels when they're moving towards two. And so this is a great place for us all to see how powerful their tender hearts can be when they're plowing a path for others while moving towards two. But like all of us, AIDS can have relationship struggles because for the AIDS, they can lose their temper or become angry, go into rage pretty quickly. In fact, they're part of the gut triad, like uh, nines and ones as well. And I talk about how each of them have a two liter Coke inside them. Now, the nines two liter Coke has a lid tight on it and life and circumstances are shaking it up and they don't want to open the lid because they're afraid it's going to spew all over. They'd rather just withdraw and allow it to calm down. Now, the ones on the other hand are like a two liter Coke with a lid slightly on, slightly off. And it allows when when life and circumstances are shaking it up, it kind of spews outwardly, but not totally overtly. And so that's when they're kind of critical or nitpicky, judgmental, but they're trying not to show their anger. But the eights, on the other hand, are like a two liter Diet Coke with no lid. And life and circumstances are like Mentos that are being thrown in. It is quick, it is fast, and it can be furious when it explodes outward. And so that's part of being in the gut instinct for the eight. It is not really, let me think about this. It is a reaction. Now that can cause great harm, right? Because if others feel uh, the anger coming towards them, if they're being cut off, not listened to, the intensity is too much, um, that can be really harmful for those in relationship with the type eight. And if the type eight isn't open and receptive to how it's affecting them, that can be a problem as well. Now, eights can withdraw or even cut off relationships if they've been hurt, betrayed, or blindsided. And they can become possessive or even jealous if they're not sure where that relationship is going, if someone might betray or blindside them. And one last thing that can be hard in relationships with eight is that they're very blunt and authentic. For them, they don't want to hold back what is uh, authentic and true because they don't want others to do that to them. But that bluntness and that direct authenticity can land on more of the sensitive types in a way that really hurts and harms them. And so that can be hard for those in relationships to eights. But if you're wondering how to get along with an eight, here are some really great ideas. Aids would love for you to be confident, strong, and direct. They want you to stand up for yourself and for them. Please don't talk about your type eight behind their back to betray them in any way. Trust is a big thing for a type eight. Always be upfront and honest with your eight, whether in front of them or even when they're not around. 
They also want you to be vulnerable and authentic with them. They want to know what they're dealing with at any given time that helps them to feel safe and helps them to open up even more for you. It would be awesome if when you see that they're tenderhearted and they're showing their vulnerable side, that you show them appreciation and thankfulness because that is not easy for them to let their guard down because for them, they're afraid of being manipulated, controlled, or harmed when they do. But also point them back to Christ, who was betrayed and blindsided, and who knows how to be vulnerable, tender, and to move towards others, even in the midst of that kind of pain. Encourage them to rest fully in the protectiveness of Christ, that he is there to be there for them and protect them. Now, it's going to be really helpful for you to understand what can activate your type 8 into conflict. Now, when 8s feel that others aren't being honest with them, to being authentic, to being real, that can really activate them because they're not sure if you're about ready to blindside, betray, or manipulate them. They want to be dealt with at face value. Um, If others aren't truthful and direct and straightforward with them, again, they're going to wonder what you're about ready to do. They want others to take responsibility for their own behavior and actions and deal with the consequences at hand. And when they see injustices in front of them, that is superly going to ignite them. Whether it's an injustice on them or those in their inner circle, that is really going to ignite them. Now, it could be an inner circle of a variety of things. Some, uh, it could be their family, it could be their close friends, it could be their church community, it could be a nonprofit that they are focused in on. It could be a cause that they're passionate about, whatever that they are really passionate and focused in on and and see it as their inner circle. If they see that that group or people are being harmed or there's injustice, that is going to be really activating for the type eights. And what you'll see in their behavior is they are going to act decisively very quickly. They're going to feel this surge of anger inside. It's kind of like fire in their gut that they feel has to be expelled immediately. And this can be very intense for others to experience. And they're going to have very little patience for others that they feel have manipulated, blindsided, or controlled them. And they're going to make sure things happen in that conflictual relationship and that others own up to it. Now, a couple ways that you can grow in your conflict style is to actually recognize that you have a tendency to place circumstances or hurtful relationships out of your mind and forget them completely. Um, That's your defensive mechanism, which is denial. So it's not like you're trying to put out of your mind. It literally just kind of you put it out of your mind. You no longer even think about it. And there are things that we do want to bring to our mind to have reconciliation and restoration in. Um, You also, it would be great if you can find someone that you can trust wholeheartedly in to hold you accountable, to let, to inform you when you might be too abrasive or too intense. Because a lot of times eights don't really realize the intensity that they bring to relationships. To them, it just feels normal. And so if you can have someone that you trust that can reflect back to you when it's too much, that can be actually super helpful for all of your relationships to reduce some of that conflict that can be harmful. And then another way is to realize that there are many different perspectives on any given issue. I know for eights, you feel like it's black and white, and it's your way. But to open your mind to recognize there are a variety of different ways of seeing the same circumstance and situation, and be more curious to ask others for their point of view, 
and to give them more grace and opportunities to express themselves would be really amazing. Now, for those of you that are in relationship with an eight, how can you affirm them? How can you be there, stand in the gap for them in a way that encourages them? Well, when you see an eight who has kind of taken a step back, paused, looked around, thought through things, instead of just plowing through, that is a great time to affirm your eight. Because we want eights to plow those paths that God has given them to plow. But we want them to do it in a way that is thoughtful, the right timing, the right intensity. So when you see your eights being more intentional in what they're thinking and how they go about things, that is a great time to affirm them. Anytime that they display vulnerability, that they're trusting that Christ will protect them and not betray them, and they use their softer side to communicate what their needs are, um, to accommodate to those around them, these are really great times to affirm your type eight and eights at your best, man, are you guys so amazing. Now, of course, every type is amazing at their best, but eights, you can embrace generosity and mercy while plowing a path for others with your strength. You have this amazing ability to balance courage and strength with gentleness and humility, but you're also able to put yourself in harm's way for the sake of others so that others don't experience injustice. And you know that God will protect and keep you safe and those around you safe. You give them up to him for his provision and care. And I love how you trust at your best. You trust that Christ will neither betray nor forsake you and that you recognize he went through all of the betrayal, all of the injustice on your behalf, which allows your heart to melt, to open up and to bless the world. Now, I hope that you eights are hearing how amazing you have been gifted to plow paths for others. So the biggest thing that I can say is make sure that you're getting out there with your vulnerability, your tenderness, plowing a path for others, seeing who's around you and making things happen because Christ has called you in this very unique way. And we are so thankful for you. And if you want to know more about growing at an accelerated pace as a type eight, my exploring you course is exactly that for you. See, there's five coaching sessions all on video where I break down your personality style into bite-sized lessons so that you can learn, stretch and grow without being overwhelmed. Plus you are going to learn how to grow and to use this in your everyday life. So this is my exploring you online course that you can get right now. Thanks everyone for listening to the basics on type eight. I hope that you've enjoyed it. We'll see you at the next podcast.